Hello. I am so excited. So as always, I am really, really, really excited. And I am even more excited than normal because guess what? We have our very, very first male ally on Superwomen Can podcast. So I'm going to give a really great introduction to our very, very special ally in a moment. But before I do, let me just remind you, the Superwomen Can podcast has been created to elevate the success of Black and global minority women to elevate their success to the highest heights, removing all the negative stereotypes that say we can't, we're going to push past them today. And I'm excited because we have an amazing speaker and I, I cannot help but call him this. We have Brucey Bruce. That's not his name, by the way, but I, I, I'm sticking with it. I'm sorry, Brucey ah. Bruce. Tell us to introduce yourself. I'm Bruce Hill of New Skills, New You, sales success coach. And I believe one new skill will change your life. Yeah, amazing. So tell us more about what you do because I'm I am and how are you an ally to black women and the global minority? Well first of all shout out to black women across the world just because um the biggest thing I saw were they were willing to invest in themselves the most and so I was able to give back to them the most because as a teacher as a trainer most aggravating thing is to give you the answer and to the test and you still get it wrong. But Black women came through all time and time again. They execute at a high level and they're like, hey, what's next? And so it's just always a pleasure to work with them and be a be a small part of their success. I can't take all the credit, um, but be a <laughs> small part of their success. Amazing. So tell me more, because I know you're saying you're, you, you help. How do you help? It started off... I wanted a promotion at where I was working and I was training other employees and they were all successful, wildly successful. And they were outperforming uh, folks that have been there four or five years longer than them. And so I said, hey, I'd like to move up to a leadership position. They told me I didn't have enough leadership experience. Maybe someone listening has heard that before which starts to feel like an excuse after a while. You have all the qualifications, you check all the boxes. So I took it upon myself to volunteer for an organization called Toastmasters Communication and Leadership Group. And they asked me if I wanted to join. I said, I want to join them here, volunteer, and I would help them prepare their talks and speeches. After a while, the people I had supported would win awards, some got promotions at work. Others were able to elevate their career. Great. I love giving back, and it's even more fulfilling when they have results. One day, someone said, hey, Bruce, how much do I owe you? And I just said a number. I just said $100. And they're like, absolutely. And when they handed me, it was five $20 bills. When they handed me the money, that, that to me, that was the moment I became an entrepreneur. That was the moment where I had traded the value I had for compensation. It was such a little, it wasn't magical at the moment, but afterwards I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. I like that feeling. And 
And I'll give you a little secret. That was my first cutting I ever did. It was called Ask for the Money. And it's probably the biggest piece of advice. If, if you have to leave, maybe you cut off the, the, the podcast right here. A biggest piece of advice to you is just to ask. And there's certain inequalities or certain um, systemic things that need to be addressed. But the biggest thing women can do today to take control of their income in the future is just to ask. Yeah, I like that. So did you just say ask for the cash? Was yeah. that what you called it? Yeah, it's a very Great. simple formula. So before we, we came on, you were explaining that black women and women in general, that they generally taught themselves out of a sale. I want to know more about what what you meant by that. I'm intrigued. I know that's so this story goes back when uh, I got fired. That's where a lot of great stories start. They sold the entire division. I didn't do anything. They sold the entire division. So none of us had jobs. And I called my buddy up. I said, man, I want to do something different. I want to get out of banking. What should I do? And though here's a very valuable lesson. If he had sold houses, I might be a realtor. Um, if he had sold insurance, I might be an insurance broker today. Uh, if he had sold drugs, I could be debtor in jail. But he sold cars. So guess what the advice he gave me? He told me to go sell cars. And I want everyone to, to catch that. People can only give you advice based on their life. So if you take their advice long enough, you'll end up with their life. So if you don't want their life, don't take their advice. Very simple. So I started selling cars. And in most countries, it's not always a, a, a noble profession. And it's not always a, a fulfilling career. But the organization I was with was, was wonderful. They trained me honestly. And I had a, they had great vehicles. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I was training someone. They liked them. They liked the vehicle. They liked the, the financing options. They got to a point where it should have been the end of the conversation. It should have been the end of the sale. And they sat there looking at each other, not observing. I'm the trainer, so I'm not interfering. And the client or would-be client looked at the consultant and the consultant looked at the client and they sat there and they smiled at each other and they said nothing. And so the client said, well, um, thank you so much. We'll be in touch. And so they get up to walk away. And I said, wait a minute. I paused them before they ran out the door. I said, hey, before you leave, how was your experience? He said, oh, it was great. I said, did you like the vehicle? I said, the vehicle is beautiful. It's just what we were looking for. I said, does it fit your budget? They said, yes. I said, great. Would you like to take it home today? They said, yeah, that'd be great. So I took them to the business office to sign the paperwork. Now, anyone could have done that. It wasn't any psychology tricks, no master manipulation that happened. I very simply asked. And so I can teach you overcoming objections, challenger sale, solution-based selling, Different techniques, but if you don't ask, you cannot hear yes. That's the that's the very simplest action you could do today will transform your life. So when you say ask, there must be a way of asking, right? Because a lot of the time people are fumbling around, going well, 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 well. well what can you do? Do you want? Do you, there must be a way. You must have that skill, and even if it's natural for you. It's clearly not natural for a lot of people. I don't have time to go into that. I was absolutely error. 
absolutely awful. Um, but that's one of the beautiful things I've learned over the years is one new skill will change your life. And it takes some deliberate practice to get better, but you can get there. So I, I don't want anyone to overthink this. Just ask. That's the first thing. Just ask. A lot of people say, well, what if I don't ask correctly? What if I uh, they think I'm rude? What if they think I'm greedy? What if I, and they talk themselves out of asking it all. Just asking is a great start. So here's some tips to ask better. It's the four C's, right? Ooh, the first one is geez. confidence. <laughs> yeah. That's the first one. The first one is confidence. Say it like you mean it. Well, Bruce, I'm not a very confident person. I got some good news for you. No one's born confident. They learn to be confident. Confidence comes from practice. So that's good news for all of us. We can grow in our confidence. Number two is concise. Keep it short. <laughs> that one's for me. I can talk a lot. <laughs> Number three is clear. Many times we focus on being clever and not enough on being clear. I mean, easy to understand. And the fourth one is compelling. And this one's particularly magical because there isn't a set of words I can give you that's going to work every time. I'm sorry. Some people are going to tell you no. However, more people are going to tell you yes the more you ask. And it's compelling when it's confident, when it's clear, when it's concise, when you're talking to the right person. Okay. It's very difficult to go to a pizza shop and order a hamburger. And you say, man, Bruce, Bruce gave me bad advice. He told me to ask. Well, yeah, you want to ask the right person, okay? You don't ask a subordinate for a raise. You have to ask your supervisor, your superior. It's very simple, but we do it all the time. We ask people that can't tell us yes and then wonder why it doesn't work. I like that. One of the things that you said is because you talked about ask the question. I want to really probe here because one of the things that you said to that example is, would you like to take it away today? And although that's a simple yes or no, you actually still started with the word would you like, which gave the individual the option instead of saying, do you want to take it home today? Which kind of feels like it's a bit more closed. I don't know. What is the... Yeah, there's, I think there is a slight difference. You made the individual feel in control. Would you agree with that? It's very important. I don't teach any bullying. I don't teach any uh, aggressive techniques. I focus on a solution-based selling. Where I truly believe we're here to help. And I focus on sales and leadership, but Sales skills are life skills. So if you go back and listen to the story, I said, how was your experience? The best questions are open-ended questions. They yeah. start with who, what, where, when, why, or how. And they, it's difficult to answer them yes or no. And so that's a very important question, first of all, because if they had a bad experience, I needed to address that first before I asked them for anything. Absolutely. So once I ask the open-ended question, then we ask the closed-ended question to move them towards a decision. And I cover that. Which course was that? I did a, a mini course uh, called Asking Better Questions. <laughs> and so that's one that has helped a lot of people, even in interviews, even talking to their, their spouse or partner. 
even engaging with their children. Uh, asking better questions is life-changing. Oh, so you've got a course that is called Asking. I like the way that you, I like you said to keep it simple. It's very easy. Just asking the right questions is your course. How long is your course for? Is it an, is how many? How Less many? than an hour. I, um, I want you to have two items quickly. Yes. We're very busy these days. There's a lot of things pulling our attention. So I could spend four or five hours talking about how amazing I am and all I've accomplished. But that's not helpful to you. Uh, so I get to the point very quickly. I like that. We'll definitely be putting down that link for anyone who wants to know how to ask the question very simply. And I know. So one of the things is you said when it comes women generally, they freeze when it comes to sales. And actually they are in effect blocking their own success is what you said. And we don't want to do that because we are all super women who definitely can move and accelerate in their careers. So how I know you said just ask the question and that's sim really simple. And I know you said I'm going to go back to this confidence bit because you may already be aware not only are we blocking our success, but a lot of women I'm going to push it backwards because I, you know, I've overcome this. But confidence, what would you recommend that first step that you said? Because you said this for how do you build more confidence? Because before you can even tackle anything, we need to get that right. Confidence comes from practice. And, and it's a very, so going back to askingbetterquestions.com, it's very simple, www.askingbetterquestions.com. If you can get into the habit of asking open-ended questions, yeah. it stimulates conversation, it stimulates thought, and it improves the likelihood that you'll hear yes. So that's the first step. And it can be a very simple practice um, while you've gone to dinner and practicing with the waiter or waitress. So I don't want you to, to quit your job and go sell cars because Bruce told me to go practice. Please don't do that. <laughs> These can be practiced at home uh, on the phone with your, with your mom, right? Uh, so the first thing is practice. That builds confidence. The second thing I want to do, and this was my first course I told you was called Ask for the Money. And there's only three steps. And I may, I may revive this course. Listen, the lighting was terrible. The slides were ugly. But the, the concepts were so valuable. I, I kept it. And maybe I'll release it again. But the, the first step was add value. Yes. The first step was add value. And this is one thing where I see Black women in particular, they go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's beautiful. It's world-changing. The second one is to solve problems. Everyone makes decisions for one of two reasons. They want to make uh, their lives easier or their problems smaller. And when you solve problems, it does both. So we add value first. We solve problems. And then the third step was to ask for the money, right? Ask for the cash, as you say, it has a nice ring to it. And so it doesn't have to be compensation necessarily, uh, but you'll find that in many scenarios, they're more than deserving of what they ask, for whatever reason, they talk themselves out, out of asking and they pre prevent themselves from ever hearing yes when, when they really deserve that and more. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like this bit about adding value. 
I what I seem to find is that sometimes this there's a fine line with the adding value bit. How do you know when you're not going basically basically outselling yourself to the point where they don't need you anymore, and you've added too much value before you even ask for the cash? It's a wonderful question. But there's two there's two lines that I draw for myself. As once you adapt these to your life, as you listen. Uh, the first is, is, does this value I'm adding cost me time? I uh, often I see people assume that adding more time is adding more value. And that's not always the case. Okay? Uh, time is very valuable. You can't get it back. And so I hesitate. That's usually the last thing. I often will support, give resources for free. But if it's for time, then I may ask for a charge because that's something I can't duplicate. Uh, so that's my first caution. Manage your time well. The second one is I, I don't do anything at my own expense. What does that mean? If you say, hey, Bruce, I need to borrow a few dollars. I need something to eat. And I have just enough for the rent, not a penny extra, right? If I gave you money to eat, you would agree that was a very kind thing to do. Yes? Yes. Of course. But now I can't pay the rent. Mm -hmm. That's at my expense. That's not adding value. There's actually a deficit that happens where I am inconvenienced more than you are convinced when you are helped. And so that's something we have to ask yourselves. Does this cost me personally more than the value it gives to others? And there are some exceptions. Maybe you will, will uh, miss a meal for your children or uh, for your partner. Um, Maybe your mom or your dad needs some extra attention. So you will make that sacrifice for them. But that has a higher value to you than perhaps in the workplace. So manage your time well and put yourself first. That's a tough one to do. And I know there's there's different cultural things that happen in that decision. But if you can make that a practice, you'll gain much more confidence to ask for what you deserve in any and all areas of your life. Yeah, no, thank you. So you said put yourself first. So this is a big one for women because ladies, ladies, and those who identify as ladies, how often do you actually put yourself first? So being in a conversation and it's a sales conversation and your automatic reaction is now I need to give value. I need to, to, to basically ask for the cash but you know that you need to put yourself first at the same time. I'm even struggling with that concept, even as I'm saying it. I'm like, we don't do that as we generally don't. We're looking after the kids, looking after our husband, looking after the home, looking, doing a business. And we're constantly, our, our plates are always spinning. So that is a concept that is very unusual, you know, as, you know, putting ourselves first. How do we undergo, how, from a male ally point of view, how do we do that? Like, and I know I'm probing you here, but how do you do that? I'm, I'm intrigued. And then we need to start doing this, ladies, don't we? That's a that's a very powerful question. And there's there's so much to unpack. I I recognize that I operate from a position of privilege as an impact. I, I want to acknowledge that. Here's something though that can give yourself some grace. You putting yourself first is very rarely damaging to others. Yeah. So putting yourself first, I'm not telling you to steal from other people 
or something otherwise unethical or immoral to other people. And once you separate, taking care of yourself is not a hostile to others, you'll start to have some hope. I know it feels like that sometimes. I know that it can, and, and, and people who aren't used to it, maybe annoying. Why didn't you answer your phone? I was taking 15 minutes to take some deep breaths for me, right? Once you realize that taking care of yourself allows you to take care of others at a higher level, you'll give yourself some grace to take that rest and take those pause uh, guilt-free. That could look like setting boundaries. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, and this is why I love um, running my own business, if a client's not a good fit, whether they're rude, maybe uh, sort of beliefs don't line up, I can tell them, no, I don't want to work. And that is, um, that's a great example of putting yourself first. That's tough because I could help them. I do know their needs for their business, but they'll be fine without you. And, and I know it can hurt. It can give you a bit of guilt. But listen, there's a lot of times where we assume we're the only person that can save the day, but we do it at our own expense. And that can be very dangerous and alone. I hope that helps someone. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say, put on your, if you're in a plane, you have to put on your own mask first before you go ahead and go and put on anyone else's mask. So you do need to look after yourself. So definitely think that that is vital. Thank you so much for that. I think it's so true. I definitely agree. We just need to look after ourselves. We need to definitely put ourselves first. And especially if we're thinking about the long-term future, I'm always big about generational wealth and thinking that actually what we're doing when we are putting ourselves first and we're, yes, we are asking for the cash or asking for the sale is yes, we're giving value. Yes, we're supporting and, and solving a problem, but we're actually helping the ones that are nearest and dearest. We're creating generational wealth. So we are still giving. So I think that's what we need to, I feel like we need to feel like we're still giving, not savior complex, but I feel like we have a lot of on our shoulders. And if we know that that is the long-term game plan, I think that will really work. So thank you for giving that value because it really helps. Now, I know that you have some really great success, transformational success stories. I would love for you to tell us those success stories. Absolutely. Uh, can I tell two? Yeah, yes. please, please tell us more. Tell as many as you can. We need all the oh, no, we'll be here all day. Uh, we'll be here all day. So one of my favorite uh, stories was a client, uh, that's a black woman, and she has a uh, uh, consulting from that that productivity and workplace development. And she had a conference. And she's telling me, she's like, I'm really excited. Uh, I've got all these appointments on the calendar. It's going to be a really great month. She's you know, got these warm leads from the conference. They're excited to work with me. Can't wait. So I check on her the following week. I say, hey, what's revenue? What new clients did you bring on? She said, zero. And I said, okay, what, what do you think happened? She's like, I don't know. They should have been uh, what we call slam dunk, right? They should have been easy. Uh, they were already ready to say yes. I don't know what happened. And so what's interesting 
And it's the same thing I found you all was asking better questions, was I found that she was doing most of the talking during the call. And what she was giving was wonderful. It was very informative. It was useful. It was transformational. And so she didn't recognize that giving someone a piece of the puzzle was more confusing than it was helpful. And she wanted to add value. She's such a giver, amazing. But people were getting so much information that instead of making a decision to work with her, they had to go take time to process. They had to go take time to think about it. Maybe you've heard that. We'll have to think about it. We'll get back to you. And it was sabotaging her sales process. So I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask this set of questions in this order, and then we're going to ask them to make a decision, all right? Mm-hmm. So we went from, let's say, 10 appointments, three or four of them wouldn't show up, the other six wouldn't say yes, to closing at almost 80% of her appointments would become clients just month over month, just from asking better questions. And so what that did for her confidence, what that did for her revenue, is still one of my favorite transformational stories yet. I love it. So when we go back to just asking, I had another friend of mine just moved to a new city, uh, was running low on funds, and they had a client that wanted to work with him. She said, Bruce, how much should I charge? Maybe you've asked yourself that. How much should I ask for in salary? How much should I charge the client? And so I said, well, what did you have in mind? And she told me it was just much too low. It was absolutely much too low. And so well, how many hours of work a week are you supporting this business? She told me, and I we did the math. I said, less than $10 an hour. Are you worth $10 an hour? She's like, yeah, absolutely. I've been doing this for years. I'm excellent at this. I said, then why are you allowing them to pay you $10 an hour? And that's that goes back to the ad value. If your value is here, why aren't you asking for conversation that matches? So I say, here's what you're going to do. You'll go tell them this monthly amount, but if they pay a full, they can get a discount. And I don't actually like giving discounts, but we want to incentivize people to work with us over a longer period of time. Because it's listen, if you run a business, your CPA will thank you. Trust me. And so I tell her this number, and it has a comment. She's like, that's a big number. I was like, here, I was like, ask him. Just ask him and see. She calls me back about 24 hours later, screaming at the phone. She was like, they paid it. They paid it. I was like, yes, I know. You just Sometimes you just have to ask. There's no technique I'll teach you. Sometimes you just have the audacity to ask. And so not only did they pay it, they ask for some additional services and an option to renew at the end of the year. So we want to make sure we work with you again. And to this day, she still works with that client. And I love that because, yes, I understand. Like, Man, I just moved. I'm in a new city. I need some money now. Let's just give them a discount. Let's get the deal closed. Uh, but no, don't compromise our value. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And it's interesting. That's a really good subject in terms of compromising your value. What one, in fact, it was the last one of our last podcasters is that, okay, so women going to women, we love a good sale. 
we just like a good sale. We like discount. Like we like actively go and seek that out. And I think that everyone likes to know that the price you've saved money. Let's just say. So go, go. You know, you're going to say something. Go for it. This is, I love this concept. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't, I can't take credit for this, but I love the concept. We don't discount a price, we increase the value. And so this goes back to what I said, of separating our value from the time. One thing I love to do when I teach my eight-week course, I teach it live, that's time. But for a fast action bonus, I'll throw in some of my digital courses. I'll throw in a copy of my book, Eight Steps to Sell Success. I'll add more value. I very, very rarely discount the price, at least when it comes to my time. If it's a digital product, sure. And uh, we'll throw in a code for, for your listeners as a thank you for listening and subscribing and sharing the podcast with your friends. <laughs> and so I have no problem with the digital course because I made it once and bought it over and over. It doesn't take any more time. Uh, so when I say, you know, as far as looking for a sale, I want you uh, whether it's a business professional, whether it's in your romantic relationship, whether it's in your career, I want you to figure out where can I add more value without spending more time? The answer to that question will absolutely transform your life. I like that. I definitely like that. You did say at the beginning, though, that if you pay in full, you can have this price. And that's kind of a, an opportunity to feel like, because we just like a little bit of discount, <laughs> to feel like you are discounting. But Ooh, I love the idea of once you've got your price, because you will, people will negotiate, you know, and it's okay to negotiate, but, under, but adding extra value, which is interesting because I did that recently where someone was negotiating and I said, you know what? instead because I was facilitating at an event instead what I can do is give what I can do is go and look at the caterers for you I have a great deal on the caterers you're spending x amount of money but I've got prefer preferential rate with this caterer who will do so much more for you and I can bring that one in instead which will save you what you're trying to save here so let's let's do that instead so that's what I did because actually you've got to hold fast to your value and I like that now when you are under pressure, you know, the pressure is high. You feel like you're about to close the sale. And the person's like, I will do it right now if you enter anything, any amount here. What do you do? So that's a wonderful question. That scenario does happen. People people have been reading some books and watching some guru on YouTube. And, and so they, they try and do a, a hard selling tactic. Um, so I don't teach these tactics to my students, my clients, because I want the, I want people to be excited to work with them. And it's a very beautiful people, uh, beautiful feeling. When people pay me, they're like, thank you so much. Why would people thank me when they just gave me money? Mm. It's because they receive so much value up until that point, And they're looking forward to afterwards. So when you do something like, hey, this is my last uh, line in the sand, take it or leave it, or walk away, a lot of times people are left feeling like, man, did I just get tricked? Did I get bamboozled, hoodwinked? So I don't teach how to, to do that, but it is going to happen to you. So there's two things you want to 
have uh, decided in your mind before you go into this conversation, the first is, are you willing to walk away? Are you willing to say, no, thank you? And that's a tough one, especially when you're talking about jobs. Maybe you've gone through four or five interviews. Uh, I don't know what the job market is in your country here. It's been a, an adventure. <laughs> and so you understand that can be a very difficult question to ask. Maybe I can't afford to say no. Uh, but I, I promise you, putting yourself first is very important. Mama. Now, the second thing is what is the lowest number you got? So let's use salary. Let's use career salary. It's like, hey, we're going to hire you and it's $10,000 a year less uh, than you had anticipated. Well, say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to do less if I can work remotely and I have an extra week of vacation. And this is what's so important, even though my very first course was called Ask for the Money, it's not really about money. It's about asking for what we deserve. Uh, and so it doesn't have to have a currency, a monetary value to it. It could be time. It could be respect. It could be attention. So are you willing to walk away and say, you know what? I don't believe that is the best uh, for me. Thank you so much for the opportunity to work with you. I hope we cross paths again and say, and, and say goodbye. Um, but you say, you know what? I'll take this dollar amount in exchange for, hey, do I get instead another uh, exchange of value? And that's going to help you out a lot. So people don't pressure you in making a decision that you regret later. Don't let people, don't let people harass. I love that. So we do have career listeners on the line. So I would expect that when you're going in to negotiate for your salary, definitely think about all the different benefits that you could add on if that is their hard and fast because you what I'm saying is if they say this is the amount that we have for this particular role and you know that you want to negotiate with that and they can't move on the money definitely look at the benefits 1000% look at remote working definitely look at if they can add in additional uh, insurance and benefits that you can do outside or you know anything that will help your life become easier definitely and that's a given and a lot of people don't do that and when you start to add the value for what they've actually given in terms of benefits sometimes it was you know 10 more times more than what you would have got if they did the salary so just add it up see if it works out question for your for our career climbers or corporate climbers and maybe you don't know what to ask say hey thank you for this off what else can we include in the compensation package to make this the best decision for you Right. Thank you so much for this offer. What else can we include to make this the best decision for me? And then they'll start telling you stuff and say, hey, we can do one, two, three, four, five, and six. And again, it's just because you asked. Yeah. Hope to help somebody. That's amazing. So I wait, I think you've given so much. You've given us loads of tips. So really, I want to know what's next for you. How can we find you? Yeah, what's next for you? How can we find you? Very easy to find. <laughs> it's new skills, new you on all social media platforms. So depending on when you listen into this one, an uh, app called Spill just came out. Instagram released something called Threads. <laughs> I'm not in trouble keeping track. <laughs> but shout out to Fanbase. 
that's a wonderful platform I'm growing on and it's new skills to you there where I'll have free trainings, I'll do lives, um, I'll do Q&A, as much as I can to add value so you can take it in and transform your life because that's all it takes is one new skill to change your life. Absolutely. I am going to go follow you and get all that value that you're just going to be given in, in all those platforms. So you're on Instagram, you're on everything. So you're on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn? Yes. yes. Absolutely. That's my favorite platform. For my listeners, okay. that's my favorite platform. So I'm going to go and follow you and make sure that you do as well. All the links will be below. But I want to say a huge thank you because I've learned tons already. I'm ready to do some closes. I'm going to go practice with you now before you go. <laughs> and I just want to say that anyone else, please do take the time to go below and wait, look out for the new podcast coming. Super Women Can podcast coming out next. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.